0: Welcome to the family with...
1: Doug Sprinthal.
0: And Andy Brampernard. Today, got a very special guest coming up. Ah! Yeah! Is Dan
1: coming in? He is. Chesky! So I got him at the last second. We had, the marketing director was all set to come in. She's lovely young, super smart woman. Uh, had to cancel at the last minute, and I said, okay, who's the exact opposite of that?
2: That would Not be lovely, not young, other. not a woman.
1: and <laughs> Not smart. <laughs> and the intelligence not is smart. debatable. <laughs>
0: I love it. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back with Hour 2 with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest?
3: Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
0: And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with
3: you. Uh, maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant.
1: We are live with a an scintillating announcement from oh, Walser Automotive Group. We are. I
0: didn't know you were going to go live. I like it. Wait, ladies and gentlemen, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com.
1: This is two years in a row, so last year what happened was when COVID hit, the manufacturers shut down the plants for a month, month and a half, sometimes longer, created a massive shortage of new cars and drove up uh, the price of late model used cars, and we couldn't get enough, so we started buying them. Guess what's going on now? You have too many. Nope. It's ex- it's a retake of last year, but for a different reason. There's a massive microchip shortage that affects cell phone manufacturers, computers, and automobiles. So the manufacturers are having to close plants because they don't have enough computer chips. General Motors has been shutting them down for a couple weeks, Ford, all the manufacturers. So what that means is, to you that have late model used cars that you want might want to get rid of, Get a hold of me at DougAtWalzer.com. We can make an offer over the Internet. At some point, we do have to just verify the condition. If you're working from home and you've got a lease that's due in the next five or six months, we might be able to get you out of it uh, without you know any money out of your pocket. If you're not driving the thing, get a hold of me, and we'll make an offer and see if we can make things worth, work out. So we are looking actively for late model used cars. Contact me directly at DougAtWalzer.com, and I'll see what I can do to help you.
0: Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. That was brilliant. It was brilliant. There's no question (laughs) about it. There's no getting around it, ladies and gentlemen. So, we are back. The world is an interesting place. You know, I just had a nice conversation with a friend. And he, he asked me a question. He said, why does the far left press in the twin cities think that you're the devil and uh, this that and the other? I said I don't know why do you ask and he goes well i went down a list of your friends and pretty much 80 to 90% of them are liberal and i said yeah <laughs> that's true he goes well then how can you be this far right guy that they think you are if 80 to 90% of your friends are liberal and i said i don't know it's just once they make up their mind that you are something, you are that, whether it's true or not.
1: I, I think that's exactly what it is. That's It's
0: not, why it's not are they allowed any more to do complicated
1: that? than that.
0: But why are they allowed to do that? Explain that to me.
3: Well, you know, I.
1: this is going to be tough for you to hear, but you're not the center no. of everybody's universe. <laughs> Uh, no, that's there's got some people. To do that, with it, I mean, they brush up against your personality or whatever it is. Some point, twenty five years ago, and they decide to right. write you off for whatever reason it is, mm. and they just never look back and, and bother to check in because it's, introspection it's is difficult. not important.
2: But I don't think it's I mean. fair,
1: but I, it just I think that's just the nature of human reality. But the problem we
0: have is all those years ago, they destroyed my voiceover career. So it's not just me being the center of the universe. They destroyed my income from, from voiceover. Why would they do that without even bothering to check my history?
1: Probably to force you to start your podcast, so you get to hang out with me. I think that was their. That's what I'm plan. thinking
2: exactly. exactly. Back to the future. They, got, kind back, of they got together
1: in 1992 and yep. said, you know, this internet thing might take off, and at some
2: point, yes, right. We'll God, get I in remember. The I remember people talking about how the internet was a passing fad that was going to go away. Yeah, in the oh 90s. yeah, really. Yeah, yeah Bill Gates. Right? Yeah, Bill Gates. I think <laughs> said that the internet wasn't going to last. Yep. And, and, and now it, it literally controls the entirety of everyone's lives. Yep. Strange to think. In just twenty, what, thirty years? Yeah. How much the world has changed because of this one invention?
1: Well, I think once they hit uh, cable modems and stuff like that, that's oh, really yeah. accelerated the change. Up, when yeah. it was dial up, no was... one wanted to use that. Here, do you want to look at dirty pictures? It's going to take a while.
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: oh, wait a minute. That's not. That one's not very good.
2: I remember my favorite of all time. Oh, go ahead. My
0: favorite of all time, ladies and gentlemen. When the internet first came out, uh, Mom, uh, how old were you, Andy, when the internet first hit? I was like negative
2: ten, but when no, 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 internet, no, really I'm I'm about ninety-five
1: the, or so people when it started hit, getting. Our
2: house was ninety-eight, so okay. I was twelve. So it was not, You were
0: twelve, and yeah. Alex was ten. Yep. Okay, so Catherine made this massive mistake. What she did was, it was a father daughter dance at Alex's school. Mm-hmm. And Catherine sat down at a keyboard and typed in father daughter. Oh! oh. That I think she <laughs> said fathers with fake.
2: daughters. Fathers with daughters. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. I don't fathers think you can even daughters. type that these days, but back then, especially. Eek. Yeah, I boy,
0: that was a that was a big mistake. I'll tell you that.
1: I can hear swearing from here. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, be... yes, you can. Believe me, you can definitely hear swearing from there.
2: My favorite early internet yeah. memory. Well, one of them. I actually spent a lot of time on the internet, if you can believe it. But <laughs> shocking. One of the. He really. One of my uh, favorite slash least favorite memories was uh, spending. Six hours downloading a game and the internet dropping when it was at 95%. Whole file got wiped. Yeah, I was... Oh, I literally was all, all oh. day downloading and it just gone just like oh. that. That's how dial-up was.
1: I was excited when I discovered LimeWire. I'm like, great, I can steal yep. music for free. Yeah, you can just download yeah. viruses really oh, God, slowly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, you can get one song every three hours. <laughs> yep. And sometimes it's in good quality and sometimes it's not, you know... Yep song.mp3.exe but not always
0: that's all you need that's all i have to say so
2: doug had the breaking news fort worth Uh, yeah
1: big big car accident down there it's just terrible at least
2: five dead after pile up involving 100 plus cars and trucks
1: i i had heard 15 on the way in the studio so
2: it's we're at that phase where the numbers are made up and the points don't matter Uh, But, yeah, freezing rain hit Fort Worth, and apparently that little slick patch of ice, that was enough to cause a 100-plus car pileup, which I I can't even fathom.
1: Yeah, it it, it is astounding. Although one thing that northerners know that southerners don't, Um, when it's icy like that, don't use cruise control.
3: Don't it's use cruise the control. The most dangerous yeah. thing you
1: can do. Oh yeah, because if you
2: hit it, it, ice, it'll
1: actually make things worse. It
2: doesn't know what it's uh, what's happening, right. so it tries to yeah speed up. I think right. Yep. Yeah, and they, something I, like that. They don't salt down there either. I don't think.
1: I don't know that they do. That's you know, a we big always problem. laugh at southerners because they, you know, two inches of snow, but they don't have any snow plows or, salt driving, or sand Trying, trying in to drive place. on
2: ice without any salt on it. Yeah, you literally cannot it's stop really hard yep i've skidded through intersections yep. before i mean i feel like you should know better than to be going 80 miles per hour in icy conditions you,
1: you would think so But I like re- you know
2: even if you're going 40 you can get in an accident very easily but you're not going to cause a hundred car pile up if or you're going die 40 miles yeah. per hour yeah exactly
1: i remember i think it was last winter we had an ice storm and there was a video of a school bus yeah i remember that Going four miles an hour sideways right through an intersection.
2: <laughs> it's like, oh wow, yeah, one God. time the one time I really messed up a car, I was parked at the Walgreens on Snelling and Randolph in St. Paul, hmm. over by my old house. And that Walgreens has a parking lot that is on like a twenty five degree slope. So I'm parked yeah, at the is. top of it. I get in my car, turn it on. And my car starts slowly sliding to the left all the way down it. and i remember sitting in my car sliding down to completely helpless i just took my hands off the steering wheel and i was like well whatever happens happens because i'm not stopping this
1: is that right across the street from plums
2: uh yes yes it is luckily all it did was really beat the hell out of my tires i didn't actually tip over i almost tipped over but i could have been a lot worse tipping
1: yeah. over is bad
2: ice i'm surprised they haven't come up with some sort of special tire that you know
1: well they do but they're really hard on roads when i grew up well, that's in new true, england yeah chains you could know, you could have studded snow tires oh
2: yeah studded tires but, but they're just, just so hard
1: on the roads when we moved to minnesota that was my job my dad called me out to the garage and he goes i need you to do something and we had two cars then so two sets of snow tires gave me a pair of ice grips and says yeah these are illegal in minnesota start pulling all the studs out Mm -hmm. man that took a long time
0: i'm sure i bet (laughs) i bet it did no question about it it's uh i don't know so you got another probably week of tough weather i mean 10 below and some days even colder but then it should start turning around uh well you know probably not last week
2: of february it says they say it's going to warm up
3: Good. Yeah. So yeah.
2: only 20 there more days. Go. Ten more days. Ten more days. That's Don't all. worry about a thing.
0: Ten more days, you'll be good to go. Everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, and the world will still be insane, so, you know, that's the, the upside part I of sure it. Will. Did you see the, the story this morning now? People are all up in arms about this. I remember a guy did it many, many years ago, and they're doing it again now. Uh, several people think they need to drop the name of the Minnesota town Coon Rapids. Oh, yeah. They've oh, yeah. been doing that, that.
2: forever. Yeah, they have. Yeah.
0: But how do they they really think that that has
1: racial overtones in twenty twenty one? Well I, I posted I saw that on the one of the morning show pages and when we bought well, it's the store JLo runs, Coon Rapids Nissan. Mm-hmm. It was right when Google had my business pages and you would claim your they wouldn't post it.
2: Oh, because it had the word it. and in we the, had yeah. to
1: get a hold of Google and say, Yeah, yeah this is a legit yep. town. This is we didn't make this up. We're not Aryan nation or whatever. And yeah. Trying to get a hold of somebody on the phone at Google is really hard. It
2: sure is. Oh, it bet. gets harder every year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is ten years ago when yep. it was hard.
2: I, don't uh, know. I would imagine so. so. Is it, Officer is it, Dave, we have a guest right now. So is it possible for you to call back maybe... Thursday. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> call no, problem. In. Uh, maybe no problem, guys. Maybe the third segment I think we might be okay. Just keep listening and see if the guest is still on then. Sounds That'd good. be good. Thanks,
1: guys. See you, bud.
2: I like that a lot.
1: You could call in during November. That would be great. There you go. It's only nine That's months away. That's real
0: nice. <laughs> <laughs> really nice. we, we got to take a break here, correct? We'll be right back in two minutes. Brian Wheat will join us right after this. Son of a milkman, my crazy life with Tesla. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. Michael, can you tell me what do you like most about your
1: job? Well I know we only have a minute so the short version is how we build relationships with our customers, being able to drive around town and see all the businesses we've been able to help and how that translates to jobs for their employees and the impact that makes on families in our area. It's truly rewarding. I also love to see the families that started banking with us 22 years ago when their children were young. Now those kids are adults. They're banking with us too. Lastly, I'd say seeing our customers' reactions when we're able to do something unexpected for them, like deliver cash directly to them when they need it, but physically can't come to the bank. I love what I do.
0: Did you bring some of that cash here today, Uh, (laughs) huh? Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. We're rocking out, baby.
1: Andy's on what's the phone the right now.
0: Oh, he's on the phone yep. talking uh, Yeah, I talking think he's Brian. trying
1: to connect with a guest.
0: Works for me. So what's the latest with you? Oh, yeah, everybody's, uh, you know, because I got the first week in, in March off. It's like, that's great. Sprinthal comes back after a two-month break, and you leave that week. Nice
1: job. Oh, no, we're going to be off that week?
0: Yeah, we're going to be a- well, the kids wanted to go to Disney World, no, so I that's we're going to take them to Disney uh, World.
1: I had a special guest lined up; he's going to be crushed.
0: Well, we can't we can't move him to another week?
1: Well, he'll be in town. Alan Crutch is uh, coming in from Montana for a oh. week to do some stuff, and I just talked to him last night. He said, "Hey, you want to be on the?" I think it's March fifth. I think is the Thursday. He's like, "Oh, that'd yeah, be awesome!" So we'll find another time to get
0: him oh, on. Damn it! I'd love to have seen him. I really like yeah. him. Yeah, we have Brian. Magnificent, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Wheat, our special guest. How you doing, Brian?
4: Hey, how you doing today?
0: Marvelously well, son of a milkman. My crazy life with Tesla. Tesla's Brian Wheat lifts the lid on the living rock and roll, living the rock and roll lifestyle while struggling with anxiety, depression, and other issues seldom discussed by musicians. Could I just, could I, could I go shoulder to shoulder with you, Brian? You talk about musicians, and I'll talk about how depressing and uh, anxiety-ridden being in radio is. What do you say? Shoulder to shoulder. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Do people not know how stressful it is, you know, the anxiety, the depression, the ups and the downs, everything's wonderful, everything's horrible, everything's wonderful, of being a, a musician in a big band on the road particularly? It's a tough lifestyle. I don't think people realize that.
4: No, they just do the the glamorous side of it. I don't think they they realize the other twenty two days. I mean, twenty two hours in the day, they just think about the part on stage.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. So, uh, how old were you when you joined? Well, well, first of all, how old were you when you became a musician?
4: Uh, I was fifteen, and that's You're when 15 years I old. was eighteen when me and Frank started the band. God, you
0: were 18. That's quite a, that's quite an accomplishment, I'll tell you that, 18 years old. It's a hell of a band.
4: Yeah, well, we, we were young, me and Frank. You know, we were really driven kids. We wanted to, uh, that's what we wanted to do. We set our sights on it, and we went for it.
0: I think it's wonderful. I want to read one paragraph, then I want to hear your comment on these. Brian okay. Reed is far from your typical rock star as basis for the multi-platinum band Tesley's enjoyed the spoils of success lived the sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle to the hilt, but it came at a cost one that took years to repair See, I just want to uh, shut up and, and listen to what, what that's all about coming at a cost that took years to repair So what happened, Brian? Uh, you know, I think um, just
4: some of the abuse I did to my body when I was young you know, that we all do, uh, took its toll on me at, at one point. And, uh, you know, the uh, psychological end of it, you know, I suffer from anxiety and depression, and, you know, I did years of therapy to, to try to get better with that. So I, I think in essence what they're saying is that, you know, everything comes at a cost. You know, even if it's you
0: know, trying to be a glamorous rock and roll
4: musician, you know. No, absolutely. That's you know, what they're saying, yeah.
0: Ryan, did you think that most people do not understand that, that if you're, you know, a musician in a big band or you're a movie star, or you're a Broadway actor, that is not a normal life? So it does take a psychological and emotional toll on. It. I don't think people really understand. While you're up on stage, you're that Brian Wheat, and when you're off the stage, you're a different Brian Wheat. Ah, It might not be huge differences, but it's totally different,
4: right? Yeah, definitely there's two two different personalities. And, you know, I do lead, like, a double life, I guess, because there is that guy that's up there, and then there's the guy that's, you know, home now, right now, not doing anything.
3: Mm-hmm. Because of, of of this COVID stuff, so yeah, you, you
4: do lead sort of a double life, and you know you're up and down. And when you're when you're away, you want to be home. When you're home, you want to go back out on tour. It's <laughs> Kind of yep. like a, a a yo-yo.
0: Yeah, there's no question about that. I I, I just. You know, maybe we should you should do Brian when you're you just, you know, hanging out cuz of COVID and all the rest of it, just get in your car and then drive from like if you were in Minneapolis, you could start off your driving just go, "Hello Minneapolis." And then you go to the next suburb, "Hello Golden Valley." Just drive around and pretend you're on stage. What do you think?
4: Yeah. yeah. I, I could <laughs> do that. Answer. Yeah, I don't think it'd quite be the same, though. <laughs> Hello, no, bathroom! That's a good Hello, a good bathroom! Idea, you know. <laughs> Hello, sleeveless! Right, right.
0: <laughs> You're just sitting around on the couch. <laughs> right. I think that would be right. great. I
4: do that when I think I'm walking be... around the house. I start talking to myself, you know.
0: I do have to ask you, this is totally off-topic, but I wondered that from the first time I ever heard it, because obviously Nikola Tesla, a very, very famous man, the next time you heard the name was your band, Tesla, and then Elon Musk okay. comes along. Did you ever call him and go, Hey, Elon, get the hell away from our name. What are you doing?
4: No, no, not, not, not quite. On the contrary, we uh, called him and said, Hey, we should do something you know, together and uh we, we've idea. never done anything together so but uh you know maybe one day we'll get together the two of us it's funny though people think you know now when i call them and i tell them you know i called somebody and say yes yeah, this is brian from Tesla." So they
0: whoops oh. oh did it draw did you lose them yeah oh it did yeah it did. It Unfortunately, well, it does happen. You know what? That's happening more and more right now. So
2: I got it. I think I don't know what that's about. You there, on. Brian? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh, man. good, good. Oh, our boss oh, just kinda dropped kinda off. It just here.
1: dropped out for a second. You were about to. You were. You were saying that when you call people and tell them you're from Tesla, it sounds like you're trying to sell them a car. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> now, when I call them, I tell them, yeah, I say, yeah, hey, this is Brian from Tesla. They say, are you with the car company? And I say, yeah, yeah, I'm the CEO. Man. <laughs>
2: I'm the CEO. Prove I'm not.
0: I love that. You can call me Brian or Elon, either one. It's Mm -hmm. up to you. Do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah.
4: I'm incognito.
0: Hello, Cleveland. Yes. Hello, Cleveland. Um, Did the two of you uh, come up with the idea to call the band Tesla? Whose idea was it to call the band Tesla? Well, it wasn't wasn't
4: ours at all. It was our manager, the Bernstein. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know nothing about Tesla. Oh uh, really? Our manager? No, not at all. No. No, our our, our manager. Help? It's in the book. It talks about how our manager named names you know, the band, how he suggested the name. There's well, that chapter in the book in the book called What the F is the Tesla. This it is like a podcast, chapter, you can
0: say the whole thing. <laughs>
4: Oh yeah, like, what the fuck is a Tesla? <laughs> Chapter there 8. There you go. <laughs> he said, hey, oh, well, I yeah, I had an idea for a na- name of the band. We went, sure, what is it, Cliff? He went, Tesla. We said, what the fuck is a Tesla? <laughs> and then he explained what it was, and that's how we came up with that name. We would have never came up with that name in a thousand years.
0: I suppose not, but you know, you, you're talking about Tesla, Nikolai Tesla did some of the most impressive things on stage ever, so actually it's a very good name for a band, a good band.
4: Yeah, no, no, we think it's a great name for a band. We just, you know, we were never taught about him in school or anything. We didn't know anything about Tesla. No one told us about Tesla, so, that you know, we, we, we can't take that credit.
0: No, I understand. I, I did not know, Brian, just I, I looked at the stats here at the bottom of the page. I cannot believe Tesla is almost 40 years old. Jesus, that time went by fast, Brian.
4: Yeah, man, I'm getting old, dude.
0: <laughs> well, I'm yeah. shoulder to shoulder with you, I'll tell you that. I'm, I'm
4: 58, so yeah, I've been doing this for quite a long time.
1: I just, oh, I just looked it up, and you and I share the same birthday. I'm four years older
2: than you oh, are. Oh, yeah. no, really? November
1: 5th, yeah. huh? Guy Fox Day. So my wife was born the 4th of July, and so both of our birthdays are celebrated by Americans and English people getting drunk and blowing stuff up.
2: I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantastic. <laughs>
0: All works out new. A lot of very good people on this show, right? And my birthday's November 7th, so we got three guys on the 5th and the 7th of November. Now... A, per, a great time to be born. That's right. That's all I know.
2: Scorpio's rule,
0: Yeah, Scorpio. <laughs> hey, I'm yeah. a Scorpio
2: too. Late October. <laughs> and Andy's a. That's right. All four of us are Scorpios. Oh, yeah. So right. everybody else just piss off. No, this is a Scorpios exactly. only show.
0: That's exactly it. No question about it um brian one of the things i will tell you and i'm being sincere here it sounds like i'm just you know kissing up or whatever but it's not true that i was in a band for 11 years from the time i was 11 years old to no it wasn't 11 years about 10 years 11 years old till i was about 20 years old and i sang and i also ended up playing the drums but i was always when i was in a band I was always transfixed on the bass players. Good good bass players, man, that takes a lot of talent to be a really, really good bass player because it sets the tone, the drums and the the bass, right? Yeah, it's the
4: foundation of the music.
0: No, it absolutely is. Watching so, a great bass player is wonderful, and you know, obviously Brian Wheat is the bass guitarist of the platinum-selling band Tesla, which he co-founded in 1982. We we're just talking about that. He was only 18 years old at the time. Uh, pretty fascinating. But did, did you do you play lead? Do you do you, uh, you play you know, regular guitar? You play bass. You play all the stringed instruments in a rock band. I
4: play I play uh, guitar, piano, and bass guitar.
0: Oh, you play piano as well. That's a lot of talent yeah. is all I know. Uh yeah. so how how are people how are people in your life like your family and your friends accepting the book? They like the book?
4: Yeah, you know uh, you know a couple of my family members are pissed off at me. Um but you know they'll get over it.
0: <laughs> you they know, can't, that's your, they, can't it.
4: Handle, they can't handle the truth.
0: Mm. You know, that's yet another thing you and I have in common.
4: I'm pretty brutally honest in the book, and uh, I think, you know, some of my family members want to live in this uh, make-believe world that they created for themselves. So a couple of my brothers are pissed off, but fuck them, they'll get over it.
0: So what are they pissed off about, Brian? Can you? Unless you don't want to, since it's in the book, maybe you don't even want to tell us what, what they're pissed off about. We find out by reading the book.
4: No, i just, you know, I, I talk about my dysfunctional family. And uh, this is the beginning of the book, and I don't think they wanted me to, uh, you know, t- tell them. But, you know, when they write a book, they can say what they want.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, actually, Brian, I do the same thing on. I do a morning radio show as well. It's a it's a classic rock. Radio, so we play Tesla on the station in which I I do the morning show. Um, but I do the same thing. I t- I have three older siblings and three younger siblings, and I talk very honestly about them. And two of them don't like it at all and said they'll never talk to me again. So I don't know if you've been through that
4: yet. Uh. Yeah, sure, i go. I go through that. But, you know, I'm not talking to
0: him anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I suppose that's true. If you're not talking to him anyway, it doesn't matter. Dougie, I'd like to hear you ask a couple of questions. Doug is a fantastic uh, musician himself.
1: Yeah, I'm just an amateur. I'm not a pro like you. I, and I, I agree. I, it's funny. Um, my wife is a really good singer, and I've got a recording studio at home. And so we decided to make a record of covers this winter, and I, I I can play just about everything, but I'm a terrible drummer, and it just, it's driving me crazy, <laughs> because everything else sounds really good, <laughs> and I, I, we've done about six or seven tunes, some classic stuff from the 70s, and I listen to the playbacks, I'm like, god you can't count to four it's not that effing hard but why it just is I, I i learned to play bass about 10 or 15 years ago and that that's a different skill than guitar playing because guitar players in a sense have it easy you can take breaks in the middle of the song in fact sometimes it's good not to play
2: yeah there's always a bass if you're line in the though. rhythm
1: section and you stop playing the train just falls yep. right right off the track so let me ask you uh, so the question that i wanted to ask was are, are there any? What? Who do you like to listen to? Are there any modern bands that have caught your ear that you think are super cool? What do you, What do you like? I, I, I'm I'm sure you don't sit around listening to your own stuff all day.
4: Long. <laughs> no, I don't listen to my stuff hardly at all ever. Only if I have to go on tour and we're going to play a song that you know we haven't played in some time or something.
1: I mean, it's hard because uh, you know where all the flaws are, right? You go, I we, we yeah, shouldn't have done that. That's wrong. Yeah. Came in late here. It just.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what do I listen to? I listen to the Beatles. I listen to Queen. I listen to Led Zeppelin. I listen to old R and B and Soul. Um, you gonna move to Minnesota band.
1: and hang out with us? You just named all the stuff that Tom and I listen to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I,
4: right. I listen to a lot of you know. Honestly, if I'm just listening, I listen to a lot of '70s stuff. I listen to a lot of stuff, new stuff, just to, you know, keep up on what's happening current, because I produce, and, and, you know, other people's records and stuff, so I have to, you know, keep up on that, but if I'm just listening for myself, I, you know, mostly
1: 60s, 70s music. That's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Beatles fan, I I just you know i'm a little bit older than you but i i I was so young when they were on ed sullivan i was like five years old i didn't really pay much attention but it was about 68 or 69 that i started listening to him seriously and became a big fan about the week that they decided to break up i'm like damn it but as I, you know, studied music and started playing, the the more involved I got in music, the more I respected the the talent level of the Beatles. And I, I've told Tom this before: when the third best guy in your band is George Harrison, you got a pretty good band.
4: Yeah, I think so, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how did those yeah, four cats true.
1: all get together and and be that good? It's just it's. That's that's one of the things that blows me away about uh, really famous bands, and, and you're in that club. You know, you meet your partner, and you've been playing an instrument for two or three years. You'd start a band when you are 18 and have a 40-year career. I mean, that you pissed the rest of us off, Brian.
4: <laughs> well, I'm sorry, man.
1: It's okay. I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah.
0: We, do, we do have to We take a very quick break here. Uh, can you join us for one more segment, Brian? Is that all right? All right, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with Brian Wheat. Uh, The book is called Son of a Milkman, My Crazy Life with Tesla. It's available on Amazon and everywhere. Right back with Brian Wheat. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit SabreHeating.com. By the way, Brian, that is Doug showing off on the drums right now. Yeah, Big shot. I
1: told, I, I, I'm so embarrassed you played that. We we use my bumper music so we don't get in uh, trouble on YouTube with copyright infringements. Yep. <laughs>
4: well, that sounds
1: pretty good, man. Yeah,
4: thank you.
0: It's quite the talent. So, Doug, I, I find it fascinating you talking to Brian about... So, Brian, how, how old were you when you, when you realized I want to be in, in a band? I want my own band. How old were you?
4: Probably twelve years old or something. You know, so somewhere yeah, cause in, the, would, in that. You
0: know, that makes 10 sense. Yeah, that makes. Indeed, I do. Uh, you know, I've talked about this before on this show, on the morning show, and all the rest of it. But I remember being eleven years old, and I was hanging out with my friend Kenny Anderson at Cleveland Park, and this song came on by a group called the Beatles. And it was Twist and Shout, and he and I both went, oh, my God, listen to Because we had heard Twist and Shout before the song had been around, but not like that. They, they did such a different version of that song. I went, man, uh-huh. that's what I want to do. I wanna, that's exactly what I want to do. Is that the same feeling you got? You just went, whatever that is. Do you remember, the, is there one group that really inspired you to become a musician?
4: Yeah, the Beatles.
0: Yeah, there that you go. Beatles. Yeah, it was the Beatles. They're just so good.
1: And Doug, same with you? Um, it, was a, it was a few bands for me. The band that I, I, I grew up, I played trumpet and piano as a kid. But the band that got me, I remember the day that I got interested in playing guitar. I was homesick from school. Um, my sister had just, for Christmas, got one of those cheap $15 acoustic guitars with an action that's like four inches high. It was just torturously hard to play. And I bought a Live Cream album, and I started picking out Spoonful from the second side. I'm like, I think I could figure out how to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got started. Spoonful being basically two notes and one chord. So it was a pretty, pretty easy song to play. <laughs> yeah,
4: well. Yeah, well. Now, now, yep, now, you got now, it. Now. <laughs> yeah, 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 Sunshine of Your Love. That was another riff, I think, that everyone started with. Yeah right
0: oh yeah I don't think any, any question about that and when you're so, and when you're
1: learning you have to start with really simple songs right oh, so yeah. I you know I'd learned a lot of grand funk railroad tunes and because they were two or three chords and it took me a while before I could play any of the Beatles songs for the most part because they were you know they were really great songwriters and their 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 songs had a million chord changes in them mm-hmm. and they hadn't invented the internet yet so you just had to kind of figure it out by ear which was really good training but it, it was frustrating
4: yeah now kids can watch you know youtube or whatever and, and it shows them how to play it and they don't really learn why they're playing the chords the way they are they just paint by numbers
1: yeah and it, it is a big advantage I, I i'm kind of jealous when i look at that and going man it took me years to figure that out i remember i went yeah. to a, i was a todd rundgren fan i still am and i went he was on a back to the bars tour and i went and sat in the front row, and I had a piece of paper with me, and I'm writing down stuff that I couldn't figure out on my own. It's like, oh, that's how he plays that. Okay, now I get it. It was kind of fun, actually.
4: Well, yeah, cool.
0: No, I just think the whole idea is terrific. Um, You know, you look back at all the people that probably, you know, I once said something to it. Are you a sports fan at all, baseball fan, football fan, something like that, Brian? Yeah, I love
4: baseball.
0: Well, good. I, a lot of musicians do love baseball. There's no doubt about it. I love baseball myself. But I remember Gary Gaetti was the third baseman for the Minnesota Twins, and they had just won the World Series in 1987. And I'm talking to him out on the field the next year, and I said, I said, Gary, isn't it amazing when you think of it that there are probably a lot of people out there that are better third basemen than you, but you won the, the World Series. He goes, what do you mean by that? I'm just saying, there are some people out there, musicians, athletes, whatever, the writers, whatever they are, they just never get the opportunity. They're too afraid to step up or whatever, so it never happens for them. There have to be thousands of people like that around the world. Absolutely.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: So you yeah. got to be grateful every day. That's all. My, my whole take on it is to be grateful about it every day. You just get out there, you. Do you still you still love being on stage after forty years, almost forty years?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, the
0: traveling is the part that gets to me. Yeah, that yeah, is tough. You know, if
4: they invented that Star Trek thing, I'd do it till I die.
0: <laughs> just transport from one place to another. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I can yeah, see that. Yeah. No, I can definitely see that situation. But so the book is doing well. How long? Is it, how long? When did the book come out first?
4: It uh, came out uh, December.
0: And how you doing? And, uh, is it doing well?
4: Yeah, it's doing quite well. Uh, doing, it's doing fantastic. Everyone's really excited.
0: I think that is terrific. Ladies and gentlemen, son of a milkman, my crazy life with Tesla, Brian Wheat. It is available on Amazon and everywhere as well. Brian, thank you so much for your time. Big fan of the, uh, the band. Big fan of yours. And I appreciate your time this morning, sir. Or this afternoon. All right, I guys.
4: Say now. You take care.
0: You You too, thanks, Brian. Bye. Brian Wheat, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? I do love interviewing musicians that have been in bands for a long time because they all are like that. They're like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) He's a good guy. He's a very nice guy. Brian Wheat is a very, very, a very pleasant man. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. I thought so. Yeah. I just uh, yeah. He's a very, very good guy. Um, so yeah I, yeah, I just, it's true though. You said, I remember being on the swing set, like I said, going back and forth, singing Twist and Shout with Kenny Anderson. I just talked about this a couple of days ago, as a matter of fact, I didn't know Brian Wheat was going to be on, but it was there that one song for you, Doug, that, that just really went, man, that, that's, that's unbelievable.
1: You know, I got, there was a bunch of songs that I really liked before I, it, I got into, figuring out that i could actually play some of this stuff myself the first 45 that i bought was now i get cool points because it was johnny cash but they immediately get taken away because it was a boy named sue
4: (laughs) 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 when i was 10 i thought that was
1: like the funniest record ever so i don't know it's it's my musical taste it came from my family my I had a lot of semi-pro and professional musicians in my in my family, most of them from the big band era. Uh, but I had a cousin who went to Berkeley, a big music school out in Boston in the 60s. So we, we, I was kind of all over the map. I was listening to, I was a Charlie Parker fan when I was 11. Not many 11-year-old kids listen to bebop. But I thought, once no. I figured out what was going on, I'm like, man, these guys are phenomenal
0: not pretty much true but
1: like brian I, uh, said once puberty hit and i figured out i could play guitar i was no looking back because i figured the chicks dig it
0: no I, I don't think there's any question the chicks are all still digging you dog i mean you are doug sprenthal three, for, three yeah.
1: marriages later that's pretty good <laughs> proof
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's real nice i still can't believe some people got pissed off at me from what i said about larry king honest to god i i
1: missed this somehow what happened
0: Also, Larry King died. Yeah. Right? So that day, we're reading the story and went, God, that's going to be really tough on
1: his eight widows. (laughs) Did people get mad at that? Some of them did. Was like, yeah, he was married eight times. I got a feeling Larry would have laughed had he heard that.
0: Larry would have laughed yeah. at it. I've talked to Larry King before. He's got
1: a sense of He humor, would have laughed right? at that. Jesus,
2: Mahoney. Although well, he would
0: have told me, you have to remember, Tom, two of the marriages were to the same woman. Yep. He, so there the are only seven widows. Seven
2: widows. One of them is a <laughs> double widow.
0: Yep, she's a double widow. No, that's exactly right. No, I don't know. We, You get people that... It's, uh, so weird. The whole world is getting so weird now. I just don't get it. You know, this—you can't call the city this anymore. You can't do that. You can't. Uh, you, we were talking yesterday about chest feeding. You know, it's called chest feeding now. They—they they want and, and no, no breastfeeding anymore because apparently some trans people, women to men, still breastfeed, but they don't have breasts anymore. They just have a chest, so it's called <sighs> chest feeding. Which I don't care. But do we have to say everybody's a chest feeder now?
2: Relax. If you have mammary glands, then you have breasts. That's just how it is. Yeah, that's right. You can change your gender all you want, but the physical structure is still there, and there's really no use in trying to pretend that it's not.
0: And I, I don't understand something about this. Why do we need to change the entire world? You did what you needed to do. You know, you were born into the wrong body. I understand, you know, that that that's uh, the situation. And you, you transitioned, which is, again, great. Everything's going well. I, I just, here's the thing that I don't understand about anybody. And maybe I don't know what the situation is, but... Uh, we don't all need to be accepted by everybody. And as a matter of fact, I will tell you about half the people uh, in the city, in the state of Minnesota are fans of mine and the other half aren't. The half aren't. I don't care. You got to do what you got to do. You don't like the show? Good. That's uh, fine. And if you do like it, thank you. I appreciate it. My family appreciates it, too. I'm not going to get all whipped up about it because I don't happen to be your cup of tea, Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're that sensitive, I would not suggest a career in sales. Mm, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's you. you got that right. I don't know. I, I just... Do you guys know anybody? And I'm very serious about this. Do you two know anybody who actually is racist? Because i got to be honest with you, I do not. I don't know any people that don't like somebody else because of their skin color.
1: I, I guess I don't know anybody personally, but I do hear no. racist stuff because... And it's usually like in a bar or at a party, and it's like, you know, I'm an old white guy, and so it's just some guy starts talking about all those goddamn N-words and stuff. It's like, dude,
2: really? Really? I've never heard that in my life, although I don't go to bars, so I don't talk to a lot of stumbling drunks.
1: <laughs> uh, more commonly in Minnesota, I hear it's more uh, anti-Semitism oh, is what it. I hear rather than, which I guess is a different form of racism. Yeah. maybe it is the same thing, but it's not directed at well, black people mostly. But it's, but it's, but I, I was surprised that I heard it as much as I, I did.
2: The only time I've ever heard someone actually use the N word, it was an African immigrant. Yeah. Talking about <laughs> black people in right. America. Yeah. 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 That's the one time I've ever heard it out out in the wild or whatever.
0: It just doesn't happen anywhere near as much as it used to As a matter of fact, I hear much more anti white people stuff than I do any other color. Well, that's much by
1: far more. Yeah. Well, I know yeah, it's, it's almost it's safe, expected. Right? It's like yeah.
2: well, they're just yep. so horrible all the white people, so <laughs> well I think if you The average person, I think, wants to hate someone, and whoever they choose to hate is going to be the safest target. It doesn't actually matter what the target is. They're just going to want to hate whoever they want. They'll get away with hating. So, you know, if tomorrow, all of a sudden, it was verboten to hate white people and it was okay to hate, like, you know, Polynesians, they're going to be like, oh, I've always hated Polynesians, you know. Right, right. And then the week after that, that becomes illegal, so all of a sudden they hate, you know, people from Portugal. That's just how people are. Damn Portuguese. Those, they they ruined Brazil with their language. They
1: have a different word for everything. (laughs)
2: <laughs> they sure do they
0: have a different word for everything that's real nice very sweet i think i stole all that I from steve you.
1: martin i think i stole god, it from steve somebody martin i didn't so write funny. it myself
0: think back when steve martin and uh Stephen wright and those guys were hot oh my god they were funny yeah but i i just think here's the problem i moved into a new neighborhood mm. I went down to the convenience store. They had a sign that said, open 24 hours. But I went to the store, and it was closed. So the next day, I went in, and I said, it says open 24 hours, but I came yesterday, you were closed. You're not open 24 hours.
2: And he said, well, not in a row. (laughs) Now, that's a great joke. That era of humor, it was almost always... Pretty inoffensive. It wasn't yeah. ever at anyone's expense. No, that's that's, that's
1: true like Bob Newhart style yeah, exactly. humor. I mean just oh, the deadpan, the... the misdirection, and, but it's like, and I so... think Stephen Wright is a big Bob Newhart fan, yeah. fan actually. He and these is, days
2: yeah. so they're talking about how you know, you can't be funny because humor is always at someone else's expense, but that's not true. You can be very no, inoffensive and still be clever. I think it's just an excuse to, you know, because if you're clever, you're clever, and if you're not, you're not. You can't just all of a sudden have the comedic spark. Well, I, I
1: think there you are know. some comedians that, you know, when they're starting out, they figure out that they can get cheap laughs by being offensive. Well, yeah, of course. And they never really develop their craft much beyond that. Now, yeah. some guys are totally dirty mouthed and they're funny as hell.
2: Hmm. Richard, I, Eighty percent of Eighty percent of comedians probably never evolve past that. You know, Yeah. if I say fuck on stage, I'm going to get a laugh. Yeah, it's easy and it gets you paid. So why, you know, why evolve past that? A lot of them think, but some of them do, and those are the ones that we remember.
1: I mean, I like the guys like like Stephen Wright is a great example. Mitch Hedberg's another one. It's yeah. Just, the strangest way of looking at really common experiences and they just twist it a little bit and it's
2: it's it's outrageously funny that's the other thing is they have a very unique way of looking at the world yeah where you know obviously the fact that they're unique means that they're unique not everyone can be like that
1: rice the perfect food when you want two thousand of something Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) exactly i mean that's funny yeah But, by the same token, the way Richard Pryor brought black people and white people together to listen to him and make them laugh, I think nobody ever achieved that before he did.
1: I think Lenny Bruce tried. I mean, he he was was attempting to do the same thing. I don't think he was as funny as Richard Pryor, but...
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I, I tell you what, though, back in the 1950s, when he walked out on stage and said, okay, let me figure you guys out here. Authority. Let's see authority. Let me give you a perfect example of how authority works. Okay, I'm the authorities, and you just killed somebody, Uh, so I'm going to put you in prison. And then later on, I'm going to run a guy who's gay, which uh, I don't like. It is against the law, so I'm going to put a gay man in prison with you. Boy, that'll be punishment for the gay man. (laughs) you think about it. Yes, I'm going to punish a man by putting him in prison locked up with a bunch of other men. (laughs) I mean, like, what? Yeah. I mean, seriously, he he was brilliant. Yeah, he was the first guy I ever. Heard. And I remember as a little boy, being I don't know, probably eight or nine, something like that. And he walks out uh, um, on on this. Uh, a friend of mine had one of his albums. He walks out on stage. We're listening to the album. He walks out on stage. He goes, "Okay, my first question is for all the guys in the crowd. Have you ever pissed in the sink, or will you not admit it? Because I know you've pissed in the sink." I'm like, "What is this?" You never heard anybody say something like that before, Lenny Bruce.
1: Never. Yeah, no, that's right.
0: We got to take a break here because you got car selling secrets coming up, baby.
1: And the big guy's here. He's on deck. He's been warming up his vocal cords. Warming
0: up the bridge. Yep. Yes, sir. We will be right back in just a few minutes with car selling secrets.